Say hot dog podcast word. Yeah. When you taste that nitrate power, you're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, America's last website. We normally specify comedy website. I think we can call it, right? We're the last website. Uh, so if you like those websites, uh, we're still doing that. We're the last one. Come support us on patreon.com slash 1900hotdog, which is not itself a website. Uh, we run no ads, no viruses, no tracking, no AI spam, just just hardworking comedians writing hardworking comedy for you. The hardworking reader. Uh, I'm All-American Everyman, Robert Brockway, and with me is our website's heel, Professor Ultimate Millionaire, Sean Baby. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my daughter's grade school is on strike, and so I'm now a uh, school teacher, in addition to being uh, an evil millionaire. Uh, Fucking liberal elite, <laughs> trying to steal the education of our That's children. Right. Yes. I'm what is your agenda? All the children. You came out with a bat labeled agenda. I started a, a classroom for all the neighborhood children where I, I teach them how to uh, roast people like a drag queen. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, and you hear our guest today uh, running up behind both of us with a motorcycle chain. It's Flying Tom Rybin. Hey, it's me, plucky child soldier sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing today, Tom? I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? I'm Top doing- notch. Medium. I'm not. I'm not teaching America's youth. I, I imagine that's a that's a high. Uh, I can't access the. I think the absolute peak would be teaching America's youth karate. Oh, there it is. You think I, I don't do have that. an intense karate curriculum? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my syllabus? <laughs> it's, it's just all a brick. punches and kicks. A yeah. stack of bricks, and I say, bottom one, daughter. It's a bow staff. It's a map of the human body with destructible points pointed out. All the joints that you can destroy most easily. As a kindergartner, of course. Uh, Tom, before we get started on on all this, uh, <laughs> is there anything you want to plug today? Yes, uh, I do a podcast network, uh, Gameplay Unemployed, with my uh, co-host and uh, partner, David Bell. Um, you can check that out on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Gameplay Unemployed. Uh, we also have a bunch of free shows you can check out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's the thing that I'm plugging. Go check that out. Fantastic plug. Uh, I'm going to steal this chance to plug our, our sister podcast, uh, Big Feats. We do it with uh, me and Sean and... A TikTok celebrity, dancing celebrity, Jason Pargin, uh, is on there, and we are watching every single episode of Mountain Monsters in order. It's a hillbilly monster hunting show. Uh, they do pretend it's real. It's a real thing, and it's fantastic. Comes out every other week. Big feats. One word, two feats. All Multiple feats. <laughs> we each have taken okay. a Cherokee bride, a ghost Cherokee bride, like the Bigfoot. This is relevant to the show. This is an inside joke about the show. Uh, it's important to note that if you have not heard about the show. What are you talking? I don't remember that at all. I thought this was oh, totally unrelated. Uh, well, we're t- today we are going to be talking about roller coasters. This is a comic book published by Blue Comet Press 
Great name, by the way. Not confusing at all. I just, well, speaking of being confused, I want to say that the amount of time I spent trying to decode when you told me what this episode was about, you're like, it's about, it's this comic book roller, it's this roller coasters comic book that's hard to find. Like, having no frame of reference for what that could possibly be, it it was such a thrilling mystery to sit there and wonder mm-hmm. what that could, what those words could mean. It couldn't be what it sounds like, because that'd be so fucking right. stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's roller coasters that fight crime, and the, <laughs> but that's awesome. <laughs> but I want to see Space imagine? Mountain punch Doctor Doom in the face. <laughs> but what if it has nothing to do with crime and it's just drawings of people on of roller, roller coasters, coasters. <laughs> just like Norman Rockwell yeah. paintings of people enjoying themselves on roller coasters? And we're gonna do a podcast about it. We're gonna do a solid hour and a half of comedy about uh, about roller coasters. Uh, actually, technically, we are. Uh, this comic came out in 1987. Uh, Blue Comet Press is super indie press, I discovered quite by accident. Uh, the owner and editor-in-chief was a man named Craig Stormon, who also uh, created, wrote, and drew, I, w- I want to say, most of the titles. That is not the case with uh, roller coasters for the most part. It was the personal pet project of writer and artist Duval Stowers. That is shocking. That is legitimately shocking because reading this comic, both comics, and all of like the editor's notes and stuff and like the little side columns that they have, I was fully convinced that every single person, quote unquote, involved in Blue Comet Press was one guy. Like, I thought it this was one is. dude doing this all of this rarity. and just pretending to be different names. <laughs> that is... Okay, you have it exactly correct. Oh. That is 90, 90% of the comics. <laughs> that is almost every single other title by Blue Comet Press is Craig Stormon pretending to be, and possibly thinking he is, about 17 people, and none of them like, like each other at all. They're all fighting uh, all the time. They're fighting with each other in the yes. back of the comic, and I'm like, this is clearly the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an absolute lunatic. Uh, he did write... Issue number zero, the very introduction of the roller coasters, but issue one was drawn and written by Duval Stowers. Uh, total rarity. He roped somebody else into doing it for once, and this was Duval Stowers' passion project. He just wanted to tell this particular story. Uh, because Craig Stormont loved to write those issue zero teasers, he also loved to cancel those issue zero teasers, even if he wrote them, uh, even if they were his own titles. So... Most of Blue Comet Press's titles technically didn't make it to the first issue. They were canceled before they started. This That's has the, the stink of, of, of that. Like, reading this comic, I'm like, okay, this is a guy who doesn't finish projects. Like, the, the, all of these are so half-baked. Like, he had an idea of, like, roller skate superheroes and kind of maybe had a little fun coming up with, like, five different versions of that for the, for the team. And then, like, it's like, I don't want to fucking write that and draw that. It's really only two versions, though, isn't it? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If we're being clear. Like, it it just, it feels like, it feels like very Rob Liefeld, where, like, the fun part of the project is kind of just, like, hanging out and, like, maybe with a friend, maybe by yourself, but just the big ideas. And then you're like, oh, it's time to, like, get down to the work and, like, make, give these people personalities and, like, write the plot. And and he's just like, I don't want to fucking do any of that. It has... It a thousand percent has the energy of a cart before the horse comic where what I mean by that is like any comic that was released in support of something like we had a we had a science museum local to where I grew up in Hampton Roads called Nauticus. 
Um, and they put out a series of comic books to support it called Captain Nauticus. And like the writing was v- almost identical to the writing uh, in this comic where it's just, they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got to get the comic out. But really it's this idea. Like they think the, it, for some reason it's in service of an idea that they think is, is bigger than, so like the, than the actual comic. So like the comic, right. the way the comic is written, it feels like they're annoyed that they ha- actually have to make the comic. <laughs> Yeah, like they they already want the money from the toys. Yeah, They're like come on, can we just skip this part? Well, yeah. no, that's the entirety of what your thing is. Is this comic book fantastic? Uh, I want you to remember all of these words so that you can live to regret them, uh, and you will. You absolutely will. Uh, you are both a hundred percent correct about Craig Stormon himself, who uh, started Blue Comet Press, I believe. Uh, the flagship title of Blue Comet Press, it was called Life Brigade, and I believe that's the longest running title uh, they ever had across a period of, I want to say, seven years. Uh, it was a su- real survivor. It made it all the way to issue number three before uh, Craig Stormont canceled it. It was uh, himself. singularly insane, that comic. <laughs> it is completely you've, insane. Whoa, wait, you've actually read it? Yeah, Brockwood oh, yeah, did an article I'm- on it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've done articles on the first two. I just finally got my hands on the third one. I have alerts set up on obscure comic book sites to whenever these, because these are so rare that they never come up. Like, I'll get an issue out of order months apart, and I'll, you know, jump on to buy. The good thing is that because they're so rare, they're also not expensive because they're garbage. They're insane garbage, and nobody's ever heard of them. Right. So I get them for, like, a dollar. It's just that right, it's the, impossible. It's the good cut. Co- well... It's the it's the buyer's kind of rare, I guess yes. I want to say, because I don't want to say the good kind of rare because it's bad if you're trying to sell it. But yeah, yeah, I, I want to say I have probably about 70 percent of the entire run of Blue Comic Press. And I want to say I spent about thirty dollars. I was going to ask, I feel like this comic doesn't make it past what we read. No, okay. it does not. This had real That's... this had real mirage energy. <laughs> However, give it credit for making it to issue one. There are it had an issue zero, and most titles, as I've said, uh Craig Stormont did cancel even if they were his own, his own idea. He'd write it and be like, ah, fuck it. And he'd it, cancel it, lasted, it before it got an issue one. It lasted just long enough for them to de- for the roller coasters to declare their intentions to uh, uh, attack the federal government. Yes. <laughs> and we'll get to that. It's wonderful. Tom is not exaggerating or incorrect uh maybe that's perhaps why the sudden cancellation is that he was just writing along and then oh no what have i done i can't if this is in pen uh canceled i'm just gonna cancel it uh, all right so let's get into the comic itself it takes place in venice beach uh which issue number zero does say is the fun spot of west california all Insane descriptors. Uh, yeah. You can't just call it West California, West first California. of all. And the only fun and spot. Raised. Others call it the zoo. Because there's so many animals there. Because it's it houses the wildest animals on Earth. And we do, as we say, people call it the zoo and these are all animals. We, we are depicting mostly minorities, which is, I don't think intentionally right i know not intentionally racist because of who created this but it's not a good look and uh that kind of blind blindness to the optics is going to permeate the entire run Uh, i will say oh go ahead sean i was gonna say like uh for the art i want you to try to picture and if you're a comic nerd picture an 11 year old trying to copy neil adams and uh that's the art yeah it's yeah no knowledge of anatomy uh so everyone's just kind of strangely they're just kind of clumps of horse meat 
and uh, it looks they're long and lean clumps of horse yeah. meat. Everybody is seventeen feet tall and weighs about ninety eight pounds. It looks yeah. like a nineteen ninety two issue of Spectacular Spider Man left out in the sun. Now, did yes, either of you happen good. to notice the shading in particular? Yeah, that's very Neil Adams. It's uh, it's very diseased. It's very, it's very. Everybody has a skin disorder. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to pull off. He's uh, <laughs> he's a pretty unique talent, that man. And uh, I, I wanted to say that this is. Like you, you mentioned, you don't believe it's intentionally racist. I will say that reading this comic, just to give everybody who's listening an idea of of what this reading this book is like, the art and the writing both made me think. Have this specific thought. I thought to myself, I really hope this this guy isn't isn't white. <laughs> uh, I have okay. I have good news and bad news for you. <laughs> the good news first: Duval Stowers, the creator uh, and artist of both and writer of issue number one, is a black man. That is genuinely uh, great news. It's good news, especially for issue one, uh, uh-huh. which has some specific slurs. We'll get into. Uh, issue zero was written by Craig Storman, however. Because he insisted that he write all of the issue zeros that appear in titles that he'd written for consistency. So if oh, that's why the two issues don't connect to each other at all. Got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they both have like wildly different tones. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're completely inconsistent. But he was—he had to write issue zero for consistency. <laughs> yes, it's it's an insane premise. Like to say there's a there's a preview to another comic book at the end of my comic book. I have to write that, the very first appearance of the comic book. Otherwise, people will be like, wow, this reads completely different. I'm going to throw it in the garbage. Like, <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's arrogance. It it's kind of scans, like my immediate assumption, this is based on nothing, I couldn't find anything about it, is that it's some sort of copyright thing. Like, maybe I'm in on the the very first oh, appearance. that's a good It's call. probably a payment thing, right? So that he can claim that he created them. Yeah. Because he was the editor-in-chief of this small yeah. press that... that he was also presumably paying uh, paying people to work on. So well, uh, there's something there's, going did on. You, I'm, you must have seen the note at the end where he clumsily explains that they're about to lose two of their writer artists because he can't pay them. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get okay, into okay. all of his notes. <laughs> uh, Craig Stormon is also famous for writing just unhinged manifestos. Every uh, part of this, these books is a rant. They're all it's it's one long rant spread across one and a half comic books. <laughs> And it bleeds into every page, not just the comic itself, but also like the letters to the editor and like the editor's notes. It's just one long manifesto. It's it's wonderful. There's uh, nothing like the way this guy puts uh, exposition into thought bubbles in a way that's just so crazy. Like it's too flowery and it's not like a human thought. And uh, I really think it betrays that he's a space monster because like a guy will think things like, Darkness envelops me as I enter into the unknown. You're like, what? Are, what is this guy thinking? What are these words? <laughs> yeah, that it's it's somebody constructing constructing sentences as though they are made out of Lego blocks. Yeah, and like shaken in a bucket, and you're like just grabbing one that's like, eh, this is going to be close enough. Yeah, that one, slot that in there. That one's a Duplo. Yeah, it works with Lego. Yeah. Does it fit? <laughs> Not enough. really. Am I going to use it? Yes, yes I am. <laughs> All right, so uh, we meet our our main cast of characters. Uh, very diverse. They're all in hot pants. They're all seventeen feet tall and They're super the lean. Fab- and I, very, wanna, really I, wanna, I have a quote here: "The fabulous action spot we call Skaters Alley." 
It's good writing. <laughs> it's just good writing. Where we meet our main character, Mickey D. Steele, good name, yeah. uh, who is who is roller dancing uh, it up to the delight of everybody. Uh, we are told that he glides like an eagle in flight. His fantastic moves would shame the best contortionist. Uh, <laughs> for he is the entertainer. And this is his stage. <laughs> and uh, all of that's in the comic. All of that is in the comic. <laughs> all direct quotes, also followed by the crowd roars, and it is sweet nectar to the lone skater. Like you can't read this without it being narrated by James Lipton. Yeah. Like or yeah, it's the the narr- the prose of this comic is written like somebody doing a bit. Like mm-hmm. it's not just read by James Lipton. It's like read by James Lipton on Arrested Development. Like it's that it's it's flowery in a comedic way. <laughs> it is, but, but unintentionally it's not intentional. so. <laughs> yes, like. it's, it, this is all I, I've dug into it extensively. Every one of these these efforts is. I can't wait to hear what's sincere. happening here because I'm convinced it's one person doing all of this. Heart, See, heart, I think the dialogue is natural. Let me just give you a sample. Uh, Mickey D. Steele's girlfriend comes up behind him and grabs. Holy Mother shit! Titty. A, Holy a shit! Theme, a theme of the comic is Titty grabs. She says, hey, lover boy, what's shaking? And he responds, my body over yours, my dear. And I just think that's like, that's yeah. really romantic. Like now we know that those two fuck and not just fuck, <laughs> but it's weird and often. Mm-hmm. And I, what that, when you can best describe that is I put my body on top of yours and shake. And shake. Just yeah. vibrate, just vibrate. Given all our neighbors I, nightmares. He always finds a way to bring it up. Contortionist. That's what ladies like. They like to say hi. And then you say, I'll tell you what's high. The top of my boner. And she's like. <laughs> Over your she, hot roller yes. skating bod. Yes. She does kind of love it. But she says, are your hormones acting up again? Which is an insane thing to say to your boyfriend and when you're both adults. <laughs> well, then he says, like, I can't help it. I'm just feeling the groove. Yeah, the groove got him. <laughs> the you're groove got, got me. Uh, this is all to set up the perfect life that Mickey D. Steele has. He's a roller contortionist. Everybody loves him. He has a hot, incredibly ripped girlfriend. She, we haven't specified this. She is Arnold Schwarzenegger. She has back muscles like a pro wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, she's fucking Like the, He really, ripped. the the, uh, the illustrator of this issue really, really, really <laughs> got into drawing her back when they show her back. Great back. <laughs> Uh, great back. I don't know why you're work on spending so much time giving all these details because he, he explains the whole thing in his thought bubble. He says, man, this is rad. What more can I ask? <laughs> <laughs> and then the immediate, like, he says, man, he thinks, man, this is rad. What more can I ask? And the very next line is, steal, your time has come. Fucking awesome. Just immediately, <laughs> <Deliver>. Starfighter. <laughs> by just an incidental wizard yeah. out of nowhere there's just a fucking wizard here <laughs> he ripped he ripped a flaming portal into the roller dancing rink in venice beach oh, and, shit. and screams that his time has come to which mickey looks up and replies hama 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 it's good writing yep like ralph good. cramden but he doesn't even there's a but he's not even doing it right because he says hamana hamana so like there's a few times this writer does this in these comics where he says like sayings or phrases, but doesn't use them right. So like Sean said, I think this is an alien, right? Yep. It's for this sure. Is an alien. An, this is an insane but alien. I'll let you be the judge. Let me just read to you what uh, he thinks to himself when this wizard shows up. Now this will, it's pretty normal. Okay. He <laughs> thinks, and I quote, mom always told me if somebody floats around in a white gown and does a light show and you can't explain who in the hell he is in two words or less. And he, he continues, your feet will tell your brain to run, but, 
I never ran away from anything in my life. What happened to my bravery? My courage. Now I know where it is. I left it at home. I think I better go there and get it. Oomph. He gets interrupted. Yep. He bumps into Kyle, who is fated to betray the roller coasters. Right, and that's what that's what Sean was talking about earlier with like that's the exposition. Like in a comic book, okay, we accept that that especially of this era, Spider-Man is gonna think like I'm every move that he does sure. because they don't have any faith in the audience, who, to be fair, are like eight years old. Right. And I'm in the eighties, I'm assuming drunk. Uh <laughs> but he's how you treated a cold. Theory. It still is in my household. Uh, mom, mom always told me if somebody floats around in white, like none of that is what a human would think at any point. But it spans three panels uh, just to break all of this down. Uh, he runs into Mickey is running away from from the Venice Beach wizard, which I will argue is not even that unusual a thing to spot in Venice Beach. Like if a wizard ripped through a portal. Yeah, you'd have no idea act, something unusual was happening. You would just think, fuck yeah, this roller skating act rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is just a Tony Hawk level. <laughs> but but he's sprinting away from him, and he runs into Kyle, who is sort of his friend. I, I'm guessing they it's are... his frenemy. It's like his Iceman. Yeah, from context, they're all part of the same roller dancing troupe right. in Venice Beach. And like I wanna, they hate each other. I want to push are, back on that. None of that is clear in issue zero. No, no, I don't. I don't think that's even clear through most of issue one. It's not. It's uh, because, only. It's only because he he Mickey D. Steele says the words. We're all in a roller skating troupe together. <laughs> that's the very first like, time that became clear to me. <laughs> and that's very. That's like halfway Tom, through issue. Tom, one. if you were in a roller skating troupe with me, I would remind you of that every day. Right. That's all we would talk about. <laughs> it's just that he. He thinks like he came up with roller skating, roller skate dancing troupe and thinks this is such a normal thing. I don't even need to explain it. Like right. if they run into each other, you will assume, of course, they are rivals in the same roller dancing troupe. Uh, he Kyle just fucking shuts Mickey down. He by slightly doubting Mickey, Mickey just loses 100 percent of his confidence, which I would say was world shattering minutes ago. When he had his huge girlfriend and the and the entire yeah, all of Venice Beach cheering for his sick roller skating. Are you but guys uh, looking at the comic? Or do you oh have yeah. It open? Oh okay. yeah. I have it memorized. Take a look at the the panel where he's like waking Mickey up from his like wizard haunting, and look at their legs. And so Mickey has <laughs> what is happening there? <laughs> <laughs> Mickey has his back leg uh, like behind his friend's back leg in a way that uh, makes it look like it's got, I mean, it's got to be 14 feet long. Like the, the ineptitude of this guy's drawing is so frustrating to me that like, I don't know, like it, it took me like an hour to get through this comic. Cause I'm just like, how, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> like, yeah. Anatomy. <laughs> I mean, he is the world's best contortionist. You know, that's a good, that's point. true. I that was... is an excellent point. Yeah. Each, each drawing is a riddle. In fact, you should find out at some point that everybody here is the world's best contortionist, and that's why you can't critique this art. That's what I would do if I were this guy. Uh, everybody's just the world's best contortionist, and you're an idiot. No, I'll take for forgetting that. that. Yeah, yeah, I figured it was me. But Kyle steals all of his fragile confidence. Uh, he gives him an arched eyebrow and says something about close encounters, and Mickey is just like, "I don't know. I must have imagined everything. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go." 
Kyle, don't tell anybody. And then the second he turns around, he runs back into the wizard. It's like, <laughs> just right there. <laughs> to which he says, Yawolp. Uh, <laughs> like a human would do. Completely unlike any sort of alien who has freshly landed on our planet would say. Come, Mr. Steel. Come and embrace your future, for it calls for you. <laughs> Yawolp. He starts talking about destiny. What a fucking great wizard. Like, he's every wizard. line is so wizard. Yeah, he's a maximum wizard. He studied with the best. He's, he's really nailed being the obtuse mystical guy. He does invite Mickey to run into a blank wall because uh, this is after Xanadu came out uh, when everybody was roller skating. That's exactly what happens to the magical land in Xanadu. You have to skateboard into the realm of the muses. Oh, yeah. Or roller skate into the realm of the muses. Uh, so we steal that completely from it, and he he walks through uh, uh, the wizard's blank wall portal, which I would argue is is not like that's stranger danger. I think that counts as stranger danger. I would go straight D- through that wall. This guy's so clearly a real wizard. It's that was it. It is so unclear that that's what happened. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> you guys are disagree. talking about him going into the wall. I was like, what? Yeah, they didn't draw that. I think it's just because we love Xanadu. We watch Xanadu all the well, time. They sort of draw it, but it's... I never would have made... If you, got, if you guys hadn't have said that, I never would have understood what was supposed to be happening in this panel. <laughs> Once again, it's the same thing as the roller skate dancing troupe, where it's just like, yeah, you know, like, we all know the shorthand. Like, he's going to skate into the wall like in Xanadu. It's only because you were removed from time and the roller roller skate dancing world of Venice Beach that you don't know that like an idiot. Yeah, I know. I figured it was me. Uh, so we cut away from that and meet his girlfriend again, uh, who is even buffer. I, I feel like she gets more ripped every single... She yeah. gets bigger. She's like... Literally every panel, she gets just a little more buff. She grows a little bit taller. Just a... I don't know. I don't even know what how to describe this. It's like a minotaur. It's like someone drew a minotaur and then like barely gave it tits. And he's like, yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a girlfriend. I love it. She's hot as shit. The the first panel of, of this new scene of his girlfriend walking out of, I don't know, carrying some box is walking out of some store. Like her, the proportions of her body are so like her torso, her upper half is so, much larger than her lower half it's it looks like a cartoon like a buff cartoon dog if that makes sense yeah and it couldn't have been an easier pose to draw too this is like how you would teach someone where to how long to make an arm and he's like what if i just made it four feet shorter and then uh, change the bull head to a human head boom that's a hot human lady it's literally you're right it's literally like a figure pose like it's just a pose he couldn't even do that right now (laughs) Especially in Venice Beach in this era. Yeah, you can have just ripped women. The ripped women exist. They're great. Everybody loves ripped uh, that's women. Not that's not what, what we're talking That's not yeah, what this is. No beef with ripped women. That's not what this is about. <laughs> and also, I feel, like, I feel like there's a rule across the board uh, with men, too, where if somebody is a certain degree of ripped, you have to at least mention it. Like, you have to explain yeah. something. Like, maybe that they're intense love for it. Maybe she's a professional bodybuilder. You have to explain why she's a Hulk, like why, why we have a Hulk. But nobody does. They're just like, yeah, of course, it's natural. Uh, this is somebody who was just so lost 
in Venice Beach that they're like, could not imagine the world outside of it not working like this. <laughs> like, they would assume this is how downtown looks in Ohio. Like, just they, they would have roller dancing troops and huge ripped women and they would just be walking around uh, performing. Wizards would erupt out of the sky. That's the dream. That's Ohio, baby. That's Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) That's what it it is. Uh, So she's a great character. Uh, Here's her first lines. Hope my baby likes this outfit I got especially for him. If he doesn't, I'll bash his head in. I'd do just anything for Mickey. What can I say? He brings out the freak in me. So uh, the uh, the bash is head in line. I couldn't write that down fast enough. Like that's in my notes. <laughs> she is a Hulk. She has Hulk fury. Yeah, she's and is Hulk aware rage. of her yeah. Hulk rage. Also, her crazy strength. I'll sort of point out on the very next page where it's uh, where we get to see her fantastic back, her muscular back, um, as she's back. walking towards the horizon. She's walking towards like uh, an Akira dystopic skyscape. Yeah, that's very strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know where she's headed. <laughs> she's headed into like a gritty so, 80s anime. <laughs> so real quick, uh, what is her name? No idea. Uh, Apparently her she, name I is I don't Kat. think they've said it yet. Um, that, no, that's somebody else. Uh, somebody else. No, that's somebody else. The tall girl calls her Small Fry, but I don't think that's her given name. Nope. Uh, so we learn how horny she is twice before we learn her name is all I want. <laughs> Deirdre. Deirdre is her name. Oh, yeah. Deirdre. Deirdre is her name. I think we learned that later, unless I missed it. Uh, she says Dee Dee on the next page. She calls her Dee Dee. On the I next th- page. I think Mickey, Mickey D. Steele might have used her name when she came up behind him. And, and I think we learned Deirdre on the next page. So, yeah, she does. We learn how much she wants to fuck twice before her Oh, you're name. right. Yeah, no, we absolutely didn't hear her name until this this page until the next page uh I, it's important to know that's above average for 1987 <laughs> for uh, she is stopped uh while she's walking into the akira landscape by a 20 foot tall woman uh <laughs> who is not addressed who's so tall her head is out of like they couldn't draw her head uh and didn't want to take didn't want to take it again uh her name is kathy her name is kathy this is another member of the roller dancing troupe <laughs> This is good dialogue, too. I want to read this. Uh, she okay. says, Kathy, you've dyed your hair. Okay. Whose heart you're going to break tonight? And she says, oh, Dee Dee, you can read and me then, like an open book. And then she says, oh, Dee Dee, D-D. you can read me like an open book, but never mind that. Is the party still on for tonight? It's just real natural. It's This is like, this is like skits in an anti-drug tip yeah. in like, in like a fifth grade education class in 1989. Like. Yeah, I it's think something a puppet would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a puppet in church has said this line. Um, the funniest thing to me is that panel. They, with it, this happens within two panels. Is, is we get this one panel where we're introduced to this new character, Kathy, who is nine feet tall, is so much taller than Deirdre. Her head's out of frame. We get the then one panel of their dialogue, and then the very next panel, two panels later, we are introduced to an even taller character <laughs> yeah. who is now fourteen feet tall. He dwarfs them both. <laughs> <laughs> This is just every character you meet will be increasingly right, huge, it's like but a in a gag. different like, way. It was so close. To, like, no shit, two panels. <laughs> Even taller character. I like this character because I understand him. Look, uh, th- See, 
there hasn't been a ton of character development for the others. We know the girl's horny, but that's a given. This is an 80s comic. We know the ladies yeah. need it. Yeah. But this guy comes in and he says, like, yeah, is there going to be food? Ain't no party without the food. Got to have food at the gig. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this guy likes food. <laughs> this guy I likes it. food. And he's got his name on his shirt, which is yep. Mr. Mad. That helps, too. Uh, he's Mr. Mad and he likes food. <laughs> it's the I wonder what's going to happen if there's no food at that party, guys. <laughs> We have multiple hulks in the equation. They're all it's gonna hulks. Be a disaster. <laughs> Every member of the team is a hulk. You better have so much fucking meat at this party. Everybody needs protein so badly. She has five <laughs> slabs of war. ribs, especially for him. She got him just five for- slabs of ribs. <laughs> Speaking of, she has. She just asks uh, Kyle, who is also here, like, "Hey, have you seen my boyfriend Mickey?" And uh, Kyle is just like, I don't know what you see in that skinny uh, F word that we're, we can't Oof, say. Yeah, he really went in. He does not like this guy. I would argue that if there is any possible way to make a comic book more for children than roller skating superheroes, I don't know what it is. Like, this is not an adult title. Yeah. There will not be excessive violence uh, there won't be actual drug use. We will see drugs, but in the capacity of drugs are evil. This is like firmly aimed at kids, and we're dropping we're dropping slurs. This is how the author talks zero. to children. Pretty hard slurs, too. Hard slurs, yeah. and there will be multiple. Said in hate. Also, <laughs> Kyle, this is the first... Like, we had no indication. Like They were totally buddy-buddy and cool earlier. Yep. And now he just hates Mickey D. Steele for some reason. <laughs> like decided partway through the panel yeah. it's like wait fuck Part- that guy <laughs> partway through this panel he saw him hanging out with the wizard and he's just like fucking wizards ruining Venice Beach coming in here gentrifying it with their goddamn towers fuck fucking Mickey magic towers <laughs> putting out with their dark out citadels <laughs> uh, now when he when she, she had, leaves I mean she's mad she doesn't like this guy saying such a terrible thing about her boyfriend she leaves and um, he says Crazy ass cow. But I, my question to you, do you think he might have said crazy ass cow? Like, how do you think no, he I pronounced think he, that in his mind? I think he said crazy ass cow as in like a descriptor. Okay. I also think that's perhaps unfair of him, but it's not wrong because she hears him. She hears Kyle call Mickey a, a slur. She gives him a little chewing out and then immediately turns and starts screaming, Mickey, hang on, baby, I'm coming for you. As though he, as though right. he's been shot with an arrow somewhere. And she sprints off, screaming that to nobody at this prompt. It's true. She's crazy. <laughs> she is a maniac. But I don't know if she's an ass have cow. Done she might be an ass cow. Things. That might like just be her species. Uh, we will. Women are all cows or nymphos, as we will find out in... The next panel. The next panel, uh, Kathy also really, yells at Kyle. Really like to use the word cow. It's really... It tells her, to tells be clear, readers, info. they're not dodging the word bitch. That makes a lot of appearances. Yeah. <laughs> they, so she's a nympho also. And so if you're counting, uh, 100% of the females that have shown up in this comic book are sex crazy first and only as their personality traits. 1987. Nineteen eighty seven, baby. That's how you that's how you know it's good writing. Like, oh, oh, these women are horny. This is for adults. <laughs> now, this next page, I thought I had a stroke. Uh <laughs> this was 
really difficult to uh, interpret what was supposed to have been happening here on well, this let's page. take it panel by panel. Uh, <laughs> she yells at Kyle. He says, get the hell off my back, Nympho. She says, who the hell are you? Dot, dot. And then they become the universe. Right. They get. What's not clear about that? They get last starfighter or armada. I'm sure that's a more they get like tele- They get like teleported. Yeah. Is this what visual shorthand for teleportation looks like to you? No, well, these people are being lit on fire by cosmic energy. Yeah, they're being <laughs> shot with a, the Star Wars Reagan space system. Mm-hmm. Like it's like we understand it now. I like I, I get what's happening having read through the the issue and a half. But it's there again. There was like this is we've had no frame of reference for this before this moment. So nobody's been teleported away like this. Like, no bullshit, if I was to read this with no word bubbles, uh, I would think that they're being, like, hit with a laser that, like, erases them from all multiverses and all time. Like, yeah, like they're being hit with some sort of ultimate erasing ray. Because they become silhouettes that you see the star through, and then there's fire all around them and multiple laser beams firing out of their chests as they pose dramatically. If that's teleportation, it looks like it hurts a lot. Uh, (laughs) They te- they're teleported to a mysterious star base, space station. It's probably. not really. It probably. It's as good a good as guess as any. Uh, Dee Dee sees Mickey uh, chained into what can only be a man milking this- machine. <laughs> I need to t- <laughs> I was so excited to tell you guys this. Just this. When I saw this panel, <laughs> this drawing of Mickey, who is... It's a man. I'm going to do my best to describe what he's wearing. He's like, he's got this turbo belt around his waist that it's also manacles that are holding his elbows to his side. Mm -hmm. And then there's a further set of like gauntlets on his wrists that are hand milkers. They look like super long vacuum cleaner nozzles. Mm -hmm. And then he has two other little vacuum cleaner nozzles cuffed around the top of his boot cuffs. And he's wearing, yeah. And he's wearing a deep V bodysuit, and he's saying, slow down, babe, and listen to this. We have the power to change the world. <laughs> right. He's not a prisoner, apparently. Well, he's not a prisoner. He's just in the milking machine. It's because just the, the idea the possible- of what made me laugh is that the idea of whatever it is he's wearing is the yeah. power to change the world. <laughs> so good. Get in this milker, babe. <laughs> I he's- couldn't. It's not what it looks like. Okay, it is a sex thing, but, like, it's helping people. Well, her first reaction, if you didn't already see this, and you would see this and immediately assume this is a sex thing, because the only thing this specific array of manacles and and joints can possibly do is immobilize you with your dick out. Like, that's the only thing it's doing (laughs) is leaving your dick completely free. Like any good suit. And binding the rest of you. (laughs) And... (laughs) She immediately knows this. Like, her first line when she sees him is, Oh my god, Mickey, why are you dressed like that? What are you hooked up to? Are you serious, hon, hooked up to something like that? So this is not the first time. Yeah, she's like, I've caught you in a lot of weird sex contraptions. We (laughs) talked about this. Right, the fact that she says, are you serious, means that her first thought wasn't, somebody has done this to him. Right. Yeah. Like, are you seriously doing this again? And his first thought is, slow down, babe, and listen to this. We've got as though the power to change always, the world. We have the power to change the world. I know you've caught me like this before, and I know I've said we have yeah. the power to change the world before. What I said when I was in the milking machine before. 
<laughs> he, looks, he looks like he's in the beginnings of an elephant costume, right? Like he looks like he's getting ready to be in the Lion King stage production. Like it's I, like a prosthetic. I, yeah. I, yeah, he's got a skeleton. Like I, go, I some other animal. So hard yeah. seeing this drawing, him. and then it's just so uh, this is the power to change the world. <laughs> If you had uh, your so dick caught in a hot tub, that's what you would say to people. That's what you'd say to the paramedics. That's my only excuse for now. If I'm ever caught in a compromising position, hold on. We have the power to change the world. Slow down, babe. This is the power to change the world. Your it's dick is point. in the toaster. I know it's going to change everything. It's going to change the way you think about toast. I'm listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he has been abducted by an alien only like in a friendly way, a milking way. The alien is named Karkin and he has been monitoring Earth for 500 years. That's waiting not for that perfect long. heroes. <laughs> I would argue it's in a crazy long time to then settle on to uh, settle five on a roller yeah. derby team. Two five horny girls. Ro- I guess he was waiting for two roller skates to other. be invented across yeah. the across the breadth of history of of the five hundred years he observed this I roller saw. derby team. Galileo, like, Napoleon, nah, these guys. Oh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. No, none of them. None of these men. But you, <laughs> especially that last one, is not a roller champion. <laughs> I thought I that thought I was, was onto something. Total roller champion. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was close, but it wasn't a roller skate <laughs> because the powers he grants them are roller skate centric. So he must right. have waited. He was waiting for Earth to invent roller skates, <laughs> and then he was like, "Yes, it's time." Also, uh, and that's we, we have to talk about his haircut. It's a, it's somehow improbably it is simultaneously a mohawk yeah. and um at, at least like one s- sunshine. Uh, well, like what the fuck. Like uh, like 80s metal hair. Improbably. Yeah, feathered, feathered, voluminous, long hair. Kind of a mullet, also a mohawk. Uh, maybe two mohawks. Yeah, I think depending. it's two mohawks with a canyon in the middle. It's called the Mohawk Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> and he says he's been searching for pal- talented people to keep the earth itself from decaying. Very specific language. And the very next line is Mickey saying, well, how about it, fellas? Are you with me? And they say, count me in, babe. Me too. I'm sold. And then Kyle, that motherfucker, says, I'll go for it for For now. now. That's the easiest you can. These people just found out aliens exist. They found out they're they're the chosen ones. She still hasn't got an explanation for the milking machine. No, (laughs) Kyle is already planting the seeds of his betrayal. Now the way it's it's cropped, he is still in the milking machine yeah. when he says that. Just <laughs> how, being how about climaxed fellas? by a robot. <laughs> how about fellas? You want to give me God just ten more seconds? Just, <laughs> just are you in it? Are we gonna save the war? Oh, okay, I'm done. We can go. We can go home. I would uh, assume that they just need my seed. I would definitely not think they're going to turn me into a roller skate superhero team. I would think I would think I would just have to spend a few minutes in the milking machine. <laughs> I'm sure that's what this is. And the excuse got out of hand. So then he had to be like, well, I'm going to give you super powered yeah. roller skates. Roller skating hero would be pretty far down my list of assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he blasts him with the roller with the roller skate superpower machine which increases their strength speed flexibility mm-hmm. and endurance and so endurance you have coded very we know what this is code for yeah and he, he says at last my task is done but before i go i wish you good luck <laughs> to strive for truth and justice and never abuse your power i'm clap, done done 
I'm done. Later, assholes. <laughs> I waited here for 500 years. I teleported you here. I, I milked you briefly. I'm good. I'm done. I'll see you guys later. That has been All my part of this comic never, like, Mickey holds up his a pamphlet fist in the air and says, shit. We'll call ourselves Roller Force, but to the public, we'll be called Roller Coasters. And this is the beginning of the greatest group of heroes I gotta, ever. I gotta be honest. Th- I jumped straight past Hilarious when I read that. Like, that, like that's so much <laughs> funnier than funny that, like, I just immediately knew I would be saying it for the rest of my life. The idea of <laughs> calling yourselves Roller Force, but to the public will be called Roller Coasters, is, like, I want to <laughs> hold my daughter into the sky and be like, <laughs> I will call this child Roller Force. But to the public, <laughs> to the public, <laughs> she will the be public called. shall only know her as Roller Coasters, <laughs> Roller Child. <laughs> why, why they have it's the exact same fucking nesting. name? If you nesting. named yourself Roller Fo- Force, people would accidentally call you Roller Coasters, just <laughs> because there exists a Roller Coasters in the world. Maybe just an accident. Like what are those guys called? Roller Coasters, something like that. No, oh no, shit, we're oh, I put it all together. Them. Amazing. Amazing. That's, that's the end of issue zero. Uh, uh, just a entrance into complete insanity. Uh, I would like to take a second. Uh, this, this, as I said, came at the end. It's like a 12-page preview at the end of Life Brigade 2. Craig Stormont wrote this one. Uh, Duval Stowers drew it. Uh, I would like to... Send you an image now. This is the author and creator of Roller Coasters. No. No. No fucking way. No. <laughs> it's not this guy. Are you serious? It's this guy. It's really this guy? It's really this guy. This is Duval Stowers. This is him? That's incredible. Also known as Superion. Uh, he was a fixture of Venice Beach in the 80s and partly responsible. Him and his roller dance troupe. Uh, for the brief roller dancing craze there, uh, he usually he was obsessed with superheroes. He dressed up as Superman most often. Uh, if you could go ahead and explain each of you in this this picture in your own words. I mean, it's a dude in a in a cape and a, a black leotard that, with a Superman symbol on his chest just doing some roller dancing in Venice Beach while a crowd of people watches him. You have seen this dude. Like, if you've been on the internet for any amount of time, you have seen pictures of this guy. This was him. Yes, this is the... It, That's so... Cr- this I won't say it's a meme exactly, but the picture was was circulated a lot. He's kind... He's almost a meme. Yeah, it, not quite, but... So, the roller coasters are at least in part based on his actual crew of roller dancers on Venice Beach, which was a thing. Uh, it was kind of a big deal. They made a documentary about it called Roller Dreams. I could not find it anywhere much like this comic book i imagine it's lost time uh they mr mad of course was a real guy and leader of this troupe there was also sally piano larry pitts jimmy rich and terrell ferguson all of which sound made up uh possibly (laughs) they're each name funnier than the last but that there was really like this was a crew so in in a sense roller coasters is a true story uh Jesus. So they really got ambushed by a by a Venice Beach wizard. <laughs> he is completely fabulously roller skating. Uh, I believe some of the poses that Mickey is actually doing in the comic book are based off of pictures you'll find of him around. He's on his toes, leaning back, holding his Superman cape wide with a huge smile on his face it's so in the fabulous. middle of 
mm-hmm. of just gliding through his dream in front of in front of these people in Venice Beach. It's a picture I've seen so many times. It's yeah. crazy yeah. that this, this, this is, is the, the guy. And it was clearly about his life. Whatever yeah. comic book is he going to make? Right. Which uh, <laughs> makes it especially insane to me that Craig Stormont, a white man, thought it was best if he wrote their very first appearance for Continuity Stake. He, he stepped up and he said, step aside, roller skating black Superman. I'm the one to tell this story about a roller skating black Superman. Yeah, it sounds like a white guy. It sounds like a thing a white guy would do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't even imagine saying that that moment where you where you say like we're gonna run your comic and he's so excited and you're like and i'm writing the first appearance and he's like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> this is about it's can you even roller skate it is such a specific thing <laughs> like it's a still- specific culture such a specific subculture <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's like nah i get it i'll write issue zero they get ambushed by a we wizard got- and taken to space like that. He just wrote Power Rangers. See, I don't know if he came up with the story. I have to assume Duvall's stories came up with the premise because he loved superheroes. He was obsessed with superheroes. So making them superheroes was, was part of it that yeah, he would yeah. put in. I don't know if he did the. T- I don't know what part. Like, maybe some of the slurs, but, but he did. All right, he oh, did I mean, write <laughs> issue one, which we'll get into. To be clear, it's all insane. It's all just madness. insane. I mean, but this is madness you would expect from a roller skating black Superman. If you came up to a roller skating black Superman and were like, hey, do you want to write me a comic book? If he didn't write this, you would be really surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, so we're getting into issue one, the first f- official issue, only official issue of Roller Coasters. And this one is written by Duval Stowers. Uh, so you will recognize it's completely insane still, but it's not as like clumsily put together like his human brain he might have a human brain it's a it's a weird one and it's based off of experiences that will be completely foreign to you since his whole life is venice beach uh (laughs) but he's not putting symbols together with legos and then translating them from hieroglyphics into into person like craig stormon uh well he promises that this will be the greatest comic book ever uh, because it takes place in the real world, full of crime. I, love I just that. love that, that that this is what this is what the real world yeah. is to him. Wizards and superheroes. <laughs> He's like, this is a, I'm making a gritty real comic about relatable human experiences. You know, like like roller skating and fighting crime with wizard powers. <laughs> um, so it has another unhinged forward for Craig, oh where he he just. <laughs> He babbles about insider comic news. He never really gets any sort of solid meaning. He's just distracted by the next thing he's either excited or mad about. It's got another forward by a man named Jeff O'Hare, who in his first paragraph says, listen, I'm a screenwriter. I'm basically too good for this comic book (laughs) thing. I wrote for the new Gidget, the new Gidget. I'm here to slum it for a while. And he continues to make all of the same spelling and grammatical errors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all of the other people do <laughs> you give Gidget a bad line and she makes it shine I'm not really sure if we will be publishing another issue of Dan and Roy Thomas's Crime Smasher as I'm not sure they will want to continue with 5,000 copy print runs and very little money <laughs> <laughs> he's just announcing the he's fucking just dirty telling laundry. us he's pissing off two of his <laughs> artists because he can't pay Incredible. him but I promise you that's how they found out yeah for sure oh yeah <laughs> this was the announcement 
that they made. They opened this comic and we're like, fucking, god damn it. So we get into, into issue one of Roller Coasters and we open on Mickey in his full gear, uh, roller skating down the street at super speeds. He's hoping that nobody recognizes him, but he is not wearing a mask or any, it's just his face and he's roller skating. I, I love that um, the title of this, and they make reference to it in the in the text later. It's called Vulture's Prey is the title of the comic, which is uh, a vulture is not a predator. No, <laughs> it's a scavenger. So, yeah, you're, you're implying that like somebody's dead, which would be clever if that's like you're talking about like a corpse, but you're not like the, the author seems to think that vultures hunt. And that's uh, just a fun thing to, to be dumb about, I guess. Look, he's never been outside of... <laughs> one specific roller alley in Venice Beach. His whole world is there. He can only imagine what a vulture must be. It's, I suppose it's... It's <laughs> like a big seagull? They're pretty right? thin on like the ground sucks? in Venice. That's true. Like a big seagull that sucks is what that is. I mean, the the saying is like, you, you know, they do call people like vultures if they're like... Um, he's got... He has like part of it right. He has like we'll part see. of yeah. the spirit of it right. But, As we will see yeah. so When often. we get to it, we'll see if if he has a full understanding of what a vulture is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does. They get part, they's right though. You, they get part of it right. And then just veer off into madness. And in that we part. call, we call, we tend to call people vultures, uh, people who prey on others misery. So like he's got sure. part of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, in the hands of another given. writer, vultures prey is an interesting title. And here it's just very, very wrong. <laughs> So he is super speed skating through downtown just as a commute, just to like commute from one place to another. Just because it's awesome. Just because it rules. Uh, We do one of my favorite bits of the 1980s, which is a middle-aged couple with like a a horrible wife and the husband that hates every single sentence out of her mouth. (laughs) His fucking, what he says. Like she's like, Abner, Abner, there's this man wearing a cape and skates just leaping over the car. Abner, are you listening, Abner? And Abner says, yeah, Gladys, I'm taking you back to care unit. You've inhaled too much oxygen. What does that what? any part of that mean? None of that means anything. She's not wearing an oxygen tank. <laughs> He's this I is, guess she just came from the hospital where she huffed oxygen too much. It's probably a second draft from Shut the fuck up, you bitch. <laughs> it's very it is very just like I fucking hate my wife. I'm gonna crash this car. Uh also like he says, I'm not wearing a mask, so no, I'm going too fast for anyone to recognize him, but he yeah. jumps over this car and, uh, and apparently a middle-aged woman that has just gotten out of the hospital and is loopy on oxygen <laughs> identifies him, what he's doing, and his entire outfit. What he's wearing. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody can see you. Uh, your name is Roller Force, not Roller Coaster. You're not wearing a mask. Like you're- <laughs> he's a world-famous Venice Beach performer. Uh, he announces... It's only been a week since he's been in the milking machine, and then it flashes back to the milking machine. Now, did anybody notice anything about the art? Oh, yeah. The, the milking machine. The milking machine is sending energy right into his dick. <laughs> can't miss it. You can't miss it. It's <laughs> blasting energy, I would say, into the tip of his penis. Yeah. Like, it's that specific. It might be coming out of it. It might be coming he out of it. might be closing the circuit something. with the tip of his dick. It's an optical <laughs> illusion. You can go either way, depending. There are a series of lightning bolts focused on the tip of his penis as he is strapped into the milking machine, screaming to the sky. Uh, as if to say, whatever you thought you might have been wrong about in the in the issue zero, you were not. That is did you, that is exactly what what was happening. Did you guys see Ready Player One? Uh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. Wait, yes, but do you, I don't. Remember. Do you remember when Ben Mendelsohn gets kicked in the balls in oh, the yes. VR world, and then it shows like his force feedback sending the power to his nuts? 
That's what it looks like. It's exactly what it looks like. Okay, they <laughs> took that from this. Uh, He's getting cyber kicked in the nuts. You know how in y- young adult books, uh, they always have to like let the protagonist know that they're a very special boy. And I, I don't know if it's ever been done so inelegantly is here where he's like, I am pleased that I found you and your friends, but there's something different about you, Mr. Steele. And he's just like, oh, it seems that you and Mr. Jackson have acquired some very extraordinary abilities. And he just keeps explaining to him over and over like, no, listen, you are the special one. Everybody else has superpowers, but you, the audience insert, are the special boy. Of the special boy. So yeah. it's bold. You're right. It's bold to like create seven Harry Potters and then be like, and one of you is the Harry Potter of Harry it's, Potters. I can't get over his mohawk Jennifer Aniston hair. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's incredible. You're going to have to get over it because he's gone very and, soon. And he's yeah. dressed like the Shi'ar gladiator. <laughs> That's with exactly extra what nipples. he looks like, yeah. I mean, they he he really... It's, it's like it's, he did that and then he added the long added, hair. He, he added the long hair. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's just the Shi'ar gladiator if he also had long hair <laughs> with mm-hmm. his mohawk. Now, he does create, Mickey is the special one, but he also gives extra powers to Kyle for no apparent reason. And right. Mickey is like, I think you screwed up. He's a, he's a lunatic and a bigot, basically. And yeah. he, he explains this colorfully by saying, that's like giving a baby a nuclear bomb, uh, to which Karkin basically says, all right, see you later. Uh, <laughs> Your problem does leave on right? the next page. <laughs> Waited 500 years to bestow this cosmic gift. And then the fuck out of here. <laughs> the next so day, one of them is like, this guy's a maniac. Maybe you shouldn't give him that power. See ya. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I have nothing to do with this anymore. This, I have nothing to do with it. This guy might unravel the cosmos. Well, I did my <clears throat> job. See you guys later. So he does give him a costume, which uh, Mickey realizes... Uh, is exactly an old costume that he had. So so sure enough, Karkin has been watching explicitly him and how he gets dressed. He was waiting for <laughs> roller skating to be invented. <laughs> he does say, it's the spitting image of the costume I wore as Thunder Skater Wild Hawk. So apparently, fuck like, yeah. What a backstory. What, I want not that a reference comic. to something. Yeah. Yeah. What were you before? Were you not a superhero? Because if this is your superhero origin story, what the fuck is a Thunder Skater Wild Hawk? <laughs> so, so what were you before? You know, as a crime fighter. What? This is a roller okay, skater this is crime impossibly fighter. Roller skating fighting crime. Not the only time that will happen. Everybody here has alludes to elaborate backstories where they have alternate identities. Yeah. Uh, we we do briefly see a little closer uh, close-up of Karkin before he leaves, where we realize his nipple plates are the yikes faces. Uh, if you, yeah, I thought that was weird. Looking at the cop. <laughs> that was a little bit weird. Uh, he tells him, like, you've got great responsibility now, and uh, you ha- it's you five who have to keep this planet from decaying. And his very next line is, now that my task is done, I must depart. Yep. And even Mickey in the comic book goes, what the fuck? Wait, hold wait. on. And yeah. I'm sorry. No. Wait, 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 wait. Are those two unimpressed Pac-Men holding your cape on? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just invent the fifth most popular emoji with your nipples, sir? <laughs> God, you're a wonderful alien. He says, farewell, I'll always be watching you, and then flies away, his job not even starting to be done. Look at his, <laughs> yeah, you have a lot to do. Look at his foot in the previous panel. Look at his right foot. What the fuck is happening there? Yeah. yeah. He it's like missed. his toes are touching his shin. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to emphasize how quickly he blasted out of there. He didn't tell the other members of the team anything. Mickey has to relay all of this. So he just told Mickey and was like, all right, fucking see you later. Tell everybody. It looks like he may have even gone just straight through the ceiling. 
Yes. He appears to have just, just flown straight right out of the, the roof. <laughs> into space, directly into space. But a punch through an airplane, just a fucking Couldn't Delta flight. <laughs> so Mickey has to explain to everybody all of this. Kyle loses his mind. It's like, why should you be the leader? To which, uh, to which Mr. Mad, who is, as we've established, 13 feet tall, puts a hand on him and says, Kyle, you couldn't lead your way out of tight pantyhose. That's Sit just, down and I shut up. I don't know. Put it. Do you know what that means? Could you uh, guess maybe what they, that means? Maybe they wore pantyhose in their roller skating dance troop routine? Possibly. <laughs> I mean, certainly. But also, you, why would you... Why would you lead your way? Why would you lead yeah, your way? Yeah, who are you in them? there with? Right, who's he leading out of pantyhose? Yes. You're in there with somebody, right? Yeah. That implies we got to get the fuck out of these pantyhose. We'll <laughs> lead the way. So tight. Who no, are you? I'm, so not, tight? I'm not the guy for that. Who do you need a coach out of pantyhose? <laughs> but also, this is very easy. I've done it many times before. Therefore, these right. are all the criteria the saying needs. Uh, okay, so he announces somebody has to have the idea to get the fuck out of the pantyhose. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's <laughs> so, just like every line is like, well, hold on, what are you, what are you talking about? Every, no, hold on, every, every panel of this comic is just an incredible punchline. Like if I had access to the people that wrote this, every time I read a panel, I'd be like, hold on, we need to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and then we need the next panel. Hold on, we need to sit down. Every, you need to tell me every, what about your human experience has led you to say this in every, a series of words. Every panel is a company meeting. <laughs> so no, it's like, always, here's oh, something that I think is very I think we take this for granted because like we know what superheroes are but um, he says as I was saying we'll need secret identities to battle this evil now was the evil mentioned did is there no anything? it's just vague vaguely said we, you're here to save the world or the earth from decaying from decaying right that's it so, that's it so there's no reason they need secret identities which is fine I guess um, but I just thought everything about this is weird. It's like they're going in, they're taking so much for granted while the author brags about how, oh, it's so realistic. This is like set in our real world. It's like, no, this is set in a world where everyone fucking knows how superheroes work. Yeah, the next panel is them being like, this isn't some comic book shit. But anyway, our superhero They're in a space names. station. <laughs> they're Let's in the go. watchtower. We're, we're yeah. roller skating superheroes in a space station from an alien. This is the real world. Right. And then he says, like, literally right after, now we need to decide on our code names. Uh, Mr. Mad goes first. He says, I always did like Mr. Mad, so I'll be Mr. Mad from now on. <laughs> Very secret. It's on your it's t-shirt. It's on your shirt. It's on your shirt. He's famously known throughout Venice it's, Beach as Mr. Mad. It's also your name. Yeah. It's just your name. Where your he name. said, you have to come up with a code name. It's and he literally said, what all your friends call you. He said his name. And he's just so big that everybody's like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Kathy says, I'll be pretty pink. Uh, pretty pink. Because it's name. 1987. That's what she and, says. Uh, take what you can and get. She ladies. says, it fits me like fine wine, which is uh, two different idioms smashed into one. Yeah. Yeah. The same wear, idiom. Fit, I she's wear expensive. Eight foot wine. six. I'm not going to fucking hassle yeah. her about it. That, that went down like a glove. What? <laughs> <laughs> it aged like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle says he's gonna be Magic K because that's a name with class. Like, uh, I don't know. Why wouldn't you name. be Special K? I agree. <laughs> special also, K he's better. he's been that's a name with fiber. He's been dressed like Balrog this entire time. <laughs> like he's still only wearing the tiny shorts he was wearing on Venice yeah. Beach. 
<laughs> so Mickey turns to his huge girlfriend, Dee Dee, and says, what's your code name? And she says, I don't know. I'm not good at code names. I guess I'll be just like my old code name, Thunderdove. What an incredible name. That is a baffling <laughs> name because yeah. that's two different ideas. <laughs> Thunderdove. Uh, right. Dove is, is peace. Name. Thunder is <laughs> not. Dr. Spray. Yeah, exactly. It just keeps stumbling into these great words. It, it fits choices. me like fine wine. <laughs> the lightning, these are the two different ideas cultures. you're forcing together. Feed on the Thunderdoves. Uh, I also like that she also has a former code name and it's Thunderdove. Yeah. And also, she is just like Mr. Mad choosing that name. He asks for her code name and she's like, no, we're just going to go with the other one that I already have. <laughs> I'll use the Mickey name that most people this. know me as. Mickey complicates this by saying, I have an exciting name that'll put Stingray to shame, implying that his his nickname for whatever they do is Sting, Stingray. Yeah, what the Even fuck was we, this? We also know his old nickname is Thunder Skater yes! Wildhawk. Yes! And, he and that's in the process of deciding his new nickname, which is Speedhawk. So they must know someone named Stingray, and they're all like, dude, your fucking name is so cool. <laughs> Dunk it on Sting. Maybe Stingray was going to show up in issue two. And I think that was his name. Like maybe they, he has multiple. Everybody, because he's the special boy, he has. Everybody here was a superhero that we're not going to talk he's, about. They're becoming had, a superhero. He's had a few chapters in his life already. <laughs> this is his third strike on the, on the superhero tryouts. I like that Kyle's already heckling his name. He's like, that's real original steel, which brings up a good point that his original name is kind of a superhero name already. <laughs> yeah. It's just this. Could, could be Steelhawk? Oh, shit. Now I'm also Steelhawk. Like nine different types of rad animal. <laughs> he says, he holds his fist to the sky and says, in our secret costume identities, we'll be known as Roller Force. And the very next bubble, directly, not a quarter inch underneath <laughs> it, is Kyle thinking, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the most perfect. He's uh, introducing the team name and immediately just got will be known as asshole. Roller Force, asshole. <laughs> but he's not done. He does go on to explain once again, but to the general, general public, public. will still be our go-lucky selves, the popular dance skating group, the Roller Coasters, of course. It's, it's our ever-go-lucky selves. Ever-go-lucky. You're right. I, I, I said an actual phrase when I should have added one extra weird word in a strange place. It's impressively committed to saying these things wrong. <laughs> Phrases, idioms, That's whatever. people in Columbus, Ohio talk. I know. I met one. I, I he, love... was, he was dying of heat stroke, but I learned a lot. This guy's uh, regular life as a roller dancer is so normal to him that that's like, to the general public, will just be normal you know, dudes who roller dance all day. Yes. That's with our other code names in the roller dancing troupe. That's his default for a human. I know. I love it so much in that this is just his experience has has so like tainted how he sees the world that he is writing a comic book as a as a roller skating Superman and who has only lived perhaps been raised in the circus of Venice <laughs> Beach. And he's like, I'm going to tell us. He has to explain what like his perception of the normal world is, and that's the weirdest part of the comic book. <laughs> like, the superhero shit is like, whatever, but then, why do you think this is the world? Yeah. Who are these people? 
Why do you think you're blending in? <laughs> so so we, that was all in a flashback. We flash back to the current, which is where Mickey is, is skating just to commute through downtown, where he got distracted remembering things that happened and accidentally broke the sound barrier and exploded the entire street. Right. Yeah. He's skating so fast, he's tearing the city down. <laughs> now, okay. Can, I think yeah, Sean. in a comic book... Uh, speed physics are a very, very difficult thing to communicate. Um, sometimes the Flash will do something called a flash fact, where he will, for example, run so close to the speed of light that his mass will approach infinity, and then he'll punch a guy with theoretically infinite mass and really fuck him up. Uh, he can run through walls by vibrating his molecules. Uh, these are just normal. He'll run across the water. These are things that don't technically work. Also, if you think too hard about it, the Flash is locked into this solitary existence where he is alone with his thoughts for, to him, must seem like years and years. Like, he'll say, okay, I'm going to run around the earth. Like, that would take, comparatively to him, uh, months. I don't know know how long that would take. But uh, to everyone else, it just takes a second. So I'm saying he's been slowly driving himself mad with speed. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite as stupid as this, though. That... (laughs) I'm the kind of nerd who thinks about this shit all the time. I'm very frustrated with Flash, probably 45 minutes a day. This guy explodes the entire street and says, I can't harp on that now. I got to put the glass back into place before the alarms tripped. <laughs> so he puts, he just, it shows the glass. It's not how that works. It's not like stopping it. <laughs> He goes around and zips through and grabs all of the shards and I guess reassembles them. And I would argue that he has to go faster than the speed of sound to do this. I think he's only accelerating to take glass out of midair and put it back into a shattered car window, for instance. Um, <laughs> well, he, has he to- puts millions of shards of glass back. Yes. Well, he has to go uh, faster than the speed of light, doesn't he? Because isn't aren't glass yeah. break alarms like motion sensors? Yeah, he would have to at least match the speed of light, if not go over to go back in time a little bit. And also, it's just not how glass works. No, like, can you lost. can't just set it. You can't just quickly <laughs> put it. <laughs> it if you put it back fast enough, to not it know never that, broke. Right? Like, you can't just put he, it back together really quickly. <laughs> is this guy's day of roller dancing so intensely just roller dancing that he's never broken glass in his life? Like that's or had to deal with it. He probably thought like if I had a little bit to deal with it, I could put that back together. Yeah. Like he's like breaking car windows to steal backpacks and he's like, "You know, if I really wanted to be a good guy, I could put that glass back." <laughs> um so this this all happens faster than you can say Arnold Schwarzenegger, which is the thing that he says, the natural normal thing that he says. Right. Uh, he touches his magical ring. Uh, there's a magical ring now, by the way. Right, which, which was not introduced. <laughs> We're still introducing that. Uh, and that turns him back into Mickey Steele. And that uh, is taken straight from Flash. Flash has a little ring with his costume in it. I, I oh, imagine just stolen most people know this. Outright. Yeah, just yeah. stolen outright. And then he comes into his Mickey D. Steele street clothes, and his street clothes are a more conspicuous outfit than yeah. his roller coasters have. I want to say Juggalo Gambit. Like Pirate Gambit? Gambit and the Pirates of Penzance? Like those are Jinkos. I'd say four children sneaking Jinkos. into a rated R film. <laughs> <laughs> like Pervert Riverboat Gambler? 
I, I don't know. Yeah, like four uh, kids trying to sneak into an R-rated movie, but specifically dressed as a literary character. And now that he's normal, he of course has to think normal thoughts. Uh, so he thinks one more week at this phone sales job, and I'll have enough money to cover my stock assets. What does that mean? Yeah. Now I'll pray that my investments don't go down the toilet. What does any of that, that mean? That's how a child thinks of money. Yes, that's how a child thinks of like a grown-up job. Like everybody that has a grown-up job, like phone sales. Phone sales. Uh, surely they have stock asset assets that they. Uh, that's how they, they just that's need how enough paying. money to cover them. And they need enough money to cover them. Otherwise, their investments will go down. What? He's got some penny stock investment ideas. He doesn't understand a single part of any of that, of any part of the normal world. Like, if you asked him, like, how how the inertia of roller skate wheels works, he would he would be in his element. But right now you asked him, like, what does employment look like? And this is what he came up with. <laughs> the phone sales a money assets. job for stocks <laughs> a money job that you but you pay for the stocks otherwise they take your investments they take your investments and that's that's how you get your your compensation at your phone sales job what's crazy is uh, that he doesn't make his money as a roller coaster like like it's just inconceivable that you would ever make a single dollar doing roller dancing so he's given this guy a telemarketer job which which is where you make the big bucks <laughs> which is where you make the stock bucks <laughs> Uh, like he does not think like a person once again he it is now mickey has the challenge of sneaking to his room uh to not wake up his family okay. and as he puts that as i plunge into the sea of darkness i come upon her and then he creaks a floorboard a floorboard and goes what the hell was that <laughs> this is what i'm talking about that's an insane word bubble <laughs> like have you ever walked into a room a dark room and thought as i plunge into the sea of darkness i come upon a like that's awesome <laughs> I can't tell if like it's supposed to be like ironic like Mickey is like making a joke to himself and then he steps on a floorboard and, and spooks himself so it's like ah he's just a big fraidy cat how would you know that how would you possibly there's no know way that? we could know that I'm just I'm <laughs> trying to just give this the biggest benefit of the doubt that I can <laughs> trying to decode what this could mean no it's all it's all complete madness so he gets to his room he flips on the television and finds out that a drug lord has been killed and they do have a composite sketch of the criminal and then the news shows a black outline of a person with only the fur boots <laughs> yeah, fur boots. yeah fur boots craven the hunter got him <laughs> like nude skinny craven yeah <laughs> wearing no it's because it's it's all black it's a pure black silhouette yeah. Uh, there's no hair, there's no clothes on it. It's just like a generic silhouette of a, of a man done in all black wearing fantastic little fur boots. And then Mickey looks at that and says, great, some description. They might as well be chasing a black ink spot with fur. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. that is, though. Yeah, they, they might as well be drew. chasing that. Maybe this pays off and that turns out to be one of their villains. We'll never know. And therefore, it is just one of many small insane moments stacking up <laughs> together because it is not paid off in this comic. Well, I want to point out something. I um, here there's he when he's throwing out a little newspaper. If you look at it, it, it says the uh, National Blabber, Alvin on helium, uh, the real story. He's hooked, and it's a little drawing of Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. There's a couple of gags like this okay. hidden in the background. There's more That's so in fun. the in the police station that we're about to see. It's a I just wanted to call that out. 
<laughs> so he, he falls asleep. He's woken up by his little sister, Davina, and she wants him to walk her to school. Uh, and he doesn't understand why she would want to go to school, what friends are, where they come from, how you interact <laughs> with them. He's, he's asking her complete star man questions. Like, like, I don't know, like, like, like Sam Beckett leapt back into a body in the 1950s. And he's like, yeah, so what is, what are we doing? What are, are we sock hopping? Like, no idea. In the good old year of 19... Whatever, <laughs> you're going to fill this in. In the place of... Uh, uh, she says, oh, Mickey, you're to the curb, which I, I don't... I've never it's heard not that an expression. Right. Nobody says that. No. I don't think that was a thing. Nope, nobody says that. And if it was a thing, I can't imagine. If you're a roller dancer, that sounds like something you would say, though. You're right. That is like... That's a real... You're fucked. Yeah. Like, you you run into the curb. You have to live your life between those curbs. (laughs) Mickey, you're to the curb. You're insane. You've gone insane. That's what a roller dance... You're you're absolutely right. This is roller dancer tainting the normality. This is roller dance talk, baby. You got it. It's just roller talk. Just a little roller talk. You're seagull poop. You're like, oh right, because uh, like the um, he lives among the seagull poop <laughs> because you because you live in a in a fifty foot square area of Venice Beach. It's like the the, uh, the, the karaoke slang and duets. It's K talk, baby. Got a couple of it's shadows. Just talk. It's just roller talk. Just a little bit of roller talk. Uh, <laughs> so she says, "Would you go talk to my friend?" And he says, "Haven't you heard that old saying? Thirteen will get you twenty. Our hero." Our hero, Our hero everyone. <laughs> 13 <laughs> will get you 20. And then we pan over to a person who is clearly an adult woman. Yeah, he's. they've known each other for many years, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And she's also <laughs> wearing um, a, a, a Native American jacket. Yeah, she's got like a Janis Joplin like fringe leather vest on. Like a fr- that's what it is, a fringe vest. Yeah, And we're burying the lead that she is joyously leaping with her arms over her head about seven feet in the air. screaming ain't no stopping us now and then she turns and sprints head on in front of like a speeding car Uh, because that's what they thought drugs were and that's what like a very square person thought drugs were I would argue you should know what drugs are as a roller dancer on Venice Beach there's absolutely Uh, no way that that guy didn't know what drugs were but this is how he chose to depict them uh, in this comic book, Mickey sees this and he thinks exactly these words. Good God, that dizzy cow is running towards that speeding car. <laughs> again, every time we see a woman do everything, you think, fucking stupid cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just. Uh, so the guy in the car sees her grinning and sprinting into his hood. He veers off and crashes and she says, ain't no stop. Ag! And then his, <laughs> Mickey's little sister screams, aye! This is background. so poor. The panel to panel work is so bad that I wasn't sure if she got hit by the car or not. Because it seems like she's dying from something else. Like she's <laughs> she not is being, dying. She is. Else. She's okay. having like an overdose. Okay. So the car did But it is hit. really unclear. You're right. It's just bad timing. Okay. It's just bad storytelling. Also, the sound, Mickey, of, the sound effect he chose for the guy slamming on his brakes is Klupa. <laughs> Klupa. Klupa scream. Klupa. Ain't no stop ag. I.E. <laughs> Like, this is, that's the series of, the guy says, what the hell? Uh, Klupa, scree, ain't no stop, ag, i.e. <laughs> that's like four panels, that's all the information you have for four panels in a row, so put together. Klupa. 
whatever that series of <laughs> That'd be a great sound effect if you kicked someone in the dick with a roller skate, but I don't buy it for a break. <laughs> nah. I think that's like, maybe if a horse was roller skating, that would be great. Yeah, that's how I would communicate fun. that. For sure. That's what uh, you named the roller skating horse. Oh, you're right. Yeah. To the Clue public. The roller, to, the, <laughs> to the private. Public. He's roller He's horse. Roller horse. <laughs> <laughs> so she's overdosed. Mickey runs out and it starts giving her mouth to mouth, uh, which uh, also, this is not how that works. And then he says, now a little chest massage to revive yes. the heart. What the fuck? <laughs> Puts his hand, his One last flat hand grab. on her tits. And starts motorboating them with his hand. A little chest them. massage to revive the heart. It's so good. That's what he thinks. That's what he thinks first aid is. And it, it, he thinks CPR is you grab a girl's titties and you slap them back and forth. Until right. she comes he's back doing life. abracadabra hand. Like that's what he, He's not doing CPR. He's holding her up with one arm and then just like washing her titties with his <laughs> other hand. Slapping them titties back and forth. And this works. She comes back to life. You know, hold on. Back in the day, uh, like, uh, Stanley used to work with the artists and he'd have them draw and then he would just sort of fill in the word bubbles of what was clearly happening in the fights and stuff. What happened here might be something like that. Like, the author found the artist's, like, pornography and he's like, Okay, this is mouth to mouth and, you know, he's resuscitating her with his hand when, in fact, he was just making out with a dead woman and then grabbing her titty. (laughs) I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. This might be the Mighty Marvel manner. Like, any number of theories are correct. Take it in a roller disco direction. The actual intent that he is performing CPR is illegible. Like, you would never get that from this. No. You would get this man... This man hates tits and wants them off her body. Before right. You would get, it's like he's yeah. trying to wash them off. Yeah. I'm, get these tits off. Get these, get these tits, tits off. out of here. I guess that's what uh, I'm saying is that the author and the writer are having a, or the author and the artist are having a very big disagreement about what's actually happening right. in this panel. They're at war. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, plaid is the hardest thing to draw. Like, yeah. He's, this guy's, Mickey's supposed to be wearing a plaid shirt and it just looks like. Way beyond chaos. It's chaos. Like Duval is having a really bad day. Like he committed to this and it's just like. Fuck, this is so yeah. hard. It's not complicated. Dan Flash's this shirt would be fucking $4. This is not a complicated <laughs> pattern. <laughs> so <clears throat> so he turns to his sister and is like, is this like, is this like her at all? No, no, she's too clean cut to mess with stuff like this unless someone pushed her into taking it, which is likely to happen nowadays. Uh, I just like that he's he's telling us, the 1987 reader, uh, that the drug pushing <laughs> happens. Right. Mm-hmm. As though every single comic book isn't about that. But he also hasn't seen this woman in like 10 years or something. So he has, he's still like, no, no, no. She was a sixth grader when I knew her. She'd never do drugs. But he hasn't moved. Like he's still clearly living in this neighborhood. Yeah. But he's he's just just somehow avoided. And like, it it seems like his sister asks him to walk her to school with some regularity. So he's just somehow managed to avoid this person (laughs) for 10 years. Uh, She keeps a low profile. It's not every day she dances into traffic. It's just most yeah, it's just days. when just when she does coke and and uh, smokes a blunt. So her little brother runs up and says she's tripped out on drugs and points directly across the street to where the drug dealer's standing. <laughs> standing. <laughs> yeah. That guy did it. <laughs> that guy did it, and we can see him. He's ten feet away. <laughs> I'm giving them the drugs. They do it here. They run in front of a car, and then I stand there going, "Huh." Uh, he says, 
Mickey says, say, I want to talk to you. Uh, the drug dealer says, me no speak English and runs away into the woods as drug dealers are wont to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Mickey is very concerned that his invulnerable body will crush this drug dealer. So he dive tackles the drug dealer and then rears back to punch them. <laughs> so he hits them with his entire body. Entire flying body and then rears back a fist. Where he learns she's a, a girl. Uh, I don't know why we had to specify it like that because it does not pay. We, we cut out of that scene yeah. straight to the police station. Mickey is so amazed that it's a girl. And yeah, this it. really floors him. Uh, we're into the police station now, which uh, the police detective is a hacky. Hacky, they seem to call him. Mm -hmm. Is threatening is threatening the girl drug dealer uh, okay. with a with another slur. I dare you to read that word bubble. I'm not reading that. Okay, I will say there's obviously uh, a trope uh, when uh, when someone goes to prison. Uh, yeah, so it's that, but it's a girl, and so he says your butt is going to be uh, political slurs delight at Silmar, and I would argue this does not make sense. I would argue that like uh, in an all female prison. That they don't do a ton of butt stuff sexual assault. I'm not saying it's never happened. I'm just saying it's a weird threat to make. It's it's like a last minute like correction where they're like, oh, I got a great idea on how this cop could threaten this fucking sus suspect. And they're like, yeah, but it's suspect's a girl. You know what? I think it's still make it work. It's still going to do the butt Let's stuff. Go for I think, it. You know what? Butt stuff has never failed me. I'm just going to classics. I uh, asked for a supplier. She says Pee Wee Herman because she's a tough woman in the 1980s. These are such great pop culture references. <laughs> and so Mickey is still there, apparently helping the cops, even though this is the very second. They have not done, I want to emphasize this, anything as a superhero. No, have, he's been, yeah. he blew up like a city block as he was skating too his fast. Soul that is action. the only thing they've done as he superheroes. He put the glass back. Anybody's sole action of this five-person roller skating superhero team has been him exploding a street and putting it back. And he's he is now qualified to go on investigations with the police because we just forgot. Uh, so he's wondering, like, why? Why? She's only 12 years old. Why would she be selling drugs? And the detective says, as though this is a revelation, money! <laughs> <laughs> This like you, would, me up. you would expect the 80s comic to say like oh she's been corrupted college by credit no it's but but no he's accurate they are doing that yeah, for the money are doing you are correct it's, it's, uh, that smart. is what they are doing yeah. uh he, another another fucking there's such a series this cop has such a series of misunderstandings of human phrases he says those drug dealers are spending money as if it were ice water i i have that in my notes yeah that's i don't even have a guess as to what like do you spend ice water? Do you spend ice water easily? <laughs> uh, I don't. I guess if I you're a roller know. dancer on Venice Beach, like ice water's got to be a really precious resource. That's right. It's, you're saying it's when you say something flows like water, it means it's in abundance. Um, so if it's but, ice water, which is the most refreshing, <laughs> again, then that's is, money. Uh, mixing is metaphors. Yeah. That's what money is. Money is too. I, I think Sean's right. It's the barter system. Money is ice water yeah. in the roller dancing Venice Beach. I think circle. it's just if you're on roller skates and you don't have a shirt on, you go into a restaurant and say, hey, can I have a cup of water? They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and and so it's. Oh, that must be that must be what money is. That's my only <laughs> that's my only reference to what money might be. 
Uh, he's also drops the line, and so the vulture has his prey, which again... Amazing. <laughs> in context, Sean is right, that means nothing. And so he says, bingo! And so the vulture has his prey. <laughs> like how, how a vulture will find prey and then turn that prey into a vulture. That's how the animal kingdom works. <laughs> and then make that prey sell drugs for it. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs kill. He's on, he goes on this rant, and then he goes to uh, interview the the uh, the drug dealer, twelve year old drug dealer, only to find that somebody has signed her out by leaving just a piece of paper on another cop's desk that says <laughs> I'm Betty Crocker. Signs her out. It says the words Betty Crocker and signed her out. And he goes, "What the? Somebody forged my name on these papers." <laughs> Detective Betty Crocker. No, all checks uh, out, sir. <laughs> You were, it all checks out. You gave me a paper earlier and said you were Betty Crocker. So he he is so disappointed in his police staff that he literally backhands this other detective. I want to say eight feet across the yeah, police station. He is airborne. He's flying through the air. Yeah. His chin is dead. This man is dead. And he screams, you butthead. <laughs> in the biggest lettering that we've seen thus far in this comic. It's like he's, he is screaming this from the depths of his soul. You butthead <laughs> is the last thing this man heard before he was confined to a right. life in a his wheelchair. His brain like got slapped out of his ear. He's fucking completely the, dead. The next panel is incredible because the story's moving now, right? Like, like there's some sort of a criminal mastermind that can get anyone out of jail that's selling drugs. Yeah. So let's Betty keep Crocker. this shit going. We don't want to lose the momentum. As Hacky is leaving, some woman... I assume she's a prostitute. I, or maybe she's another cop who works there. I don't know. She says, gonna get stroked, Hacky? <laughs> he says, get a job, bitch! <laughs> so, so I guess she's not a prostitute. She's just an you unemployed woman who asks people if they're gonna go get a hand job as they leave buildings. And then he <laughs> walks out in the street and he it's clenches his funny. fists together and they're trembling. He's drawn yeah. trembling lines. So he's he's literally quaking with rage as he <laughs> screams to the sky, what kind of chicken department am I running here? You know, those chicken departments. That's what you call, <laughs> call it when something is bad. You say, you say this is chicken. Chicken department? What kind like of a, chicken department? It feels like a roller dancer knows how fucking police station works. <laughs> They've seen this, the no. inside of one before, probably. No, they know how the police hutch in Venice Beach works, is what they know. <laughs> Which, to be fair, could have been like an old chicken coop. That could be. Yeah. They could have called it the chicken department. Uh, I just, there's so much going on there. He goes back and he screams. Nobody leaves this room. He's locking down the police station, even though the person they wanted to arrest is very firmly gone and all that is left are our police officers uh we cut to a bitch in tra a truly bitch in trans am just speeding ass across yeah. across la uh it's carrie who is the the secondary drug dealer who has gotten gotten the uh the 12 year old girl out uh and he says hey ice check this fistful of green stuff out and holds out a palm full of money uh, i guess that is we call we call money green stuff. At least I understand where that one came from. Yeah, right. That's just yeah. overriding, you know. It's but then he says uh, she asked where it came from, and he says Detective Kerwin. 
Uh, that man's soul is so corrupt, Pope John couldn't save him. You know, which is the thing that people say. Not something I think a a drug dealer in L.A. would say. <laughs> Unless uh, they're a Catholic. I'm sorry, they're Catholic drug dealers. You're right. Sure. You're right. I'm being bigoted. Uh, there's another slur here. <laughs> I'm so glad the author is black. <laughs> yes. Uh, if this was in issue I was really zero, alarmed. we would have <laughs> Yeah. But Duval Stower did write this one. He is a black man. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when she says N-word, please, I don't think her character was supposed to be black. I think she was supposed to be maybe Latino in earlier panels. Maybe. Uh, It's impossible to know. Uh, What what we do, we cut to uh, an abandoned roller rink, which is, of course, where the roller coasters. I'm sorry, Roller Force. uh, Led by Stingray. Wait. No, it's Windhawk. Wait, <laughs> nope, no, nope. no, that was the Thunder Skater. It's Speed? S- speed, Hawk. speed Mickey? Speed Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> speed Mickey. Yeah. Steelhawk. Steelhawk Speed Mickey. Mickey uh, Quick. <laughs> so they they have made their headquarters an abandoned roller rink, only it's not cool. It's all fucked up and they can't fix it, but it's also filled with alien machinery. Uh, we, we, here's another slur. There's another yeah, slur in this panel. Didn't need that. Why that long-haired, arrogant ass... Uh, uh, slur. Do, who's he even talking about? Um, uh, Mickey. Mickey. Oh, okay. So once again, we are calling Mickey the F word. Yeah, it's, it's Kyle's <laughs> really fixated on this. Mickey, the self stand-in for Duval Stowers, the roller skating black Superman, uh, calls himself the slur for the F word quite a bit. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. Maybe it's just reflective of his of his life on Venice Beach. Uh, but that's Kathy. That's Kathy this time saying it. So we do have many, many bigots and racists on this team. It might be one of his nicknames. It might, might be. It's 1987. This, he does, uh, my favorite uh, pop culture reference is here. He says, uh, okay, that's when he went total ape show on her. Then he called the casting director of the show and he told him, if you want animal acts, call the fat boys. <laughs> hey. So the setup to that is that uh, Kathy called the tonight show and right. booked herself as pretty pink uh even though nobody knows who that is and no, she has done nothing pretty right. pink has never as far as we know left this building uh but the tonight show was like yes of course roller skater from venice beach you're on the tonight show mickey called them back and said if you want animal acts call the fat boys is that a fat boy slam what does that mean why are they animal acts they make a lot of weird noises. Some and of those. Why is why is he bringing the fat boys into this? Yeah, what did the fat boys do? What, what did, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, that's why I like it. It's just it feels like deep with madness. So Kyle loves it. Kyle fucking loves it. He says he's never he's never seen Mickey so pissed. What did you stroke him the wrong way with a Brillo pad? And this we need to pause for an editorial footnote. DD's boyfriend is Speedhawk, says the editor. <laughs> the so executive that you know, editor. The editorial note is like, yeah. they, oh, hold on. The readers might not know who's getting the terrible hand job here. Right. Yeah. I need to, it's important. We want them to be picturing the terrible hand job correctly. Right. <laughs> they need the to be seeing the right dick in their the mind's penis eye. has grain to it. You need to stroke the right way on the penis. And she did that. What she did was the opposite. Also with a Brillo pad. <laughs> so it's twice as bad 
twice as bad. Uh, she hates this so much, she kicks him in the ass so hard that he flies into a pile of glass, it looks like. Just face right first. through yeah. the Technodrome, it looks like. <laughs> his face, the way they draw it, it looks like his face is destroyed. Yeah, like, they draw the impact dead. point in his face. <laughs> it's off dead. scene. Yeah. Also, I do believe, because the comic book is about is coming to an end and it was not continued, this is the last we see of Kyle. So he does die. Yeah, for all yeah. intents and purposes, he is dying. For all intents and, and purposes. Last appearance of Kyle, official. <laughs> he is shredded to death. She, he said, he makes a joke about her giving a bad handjob, and she kicks his face into a pile of glass, and he dies. Uh, <laughs> we find Mickey in a different milking machine. Uh, very different milking machine, thinking to himself, the nerve of that sex-crazed cow. <laughs> Who is he talking about? Kathy, I guess. Sure. Why not? Uh, there can only be one of two people. They're both sex craze. This is, okay, all we're presented with, we don't know what this machine is. It's a different machine. We are presented in multiple occasions with uh, Mickey getting stressed out and then going into a milking machine <laughs> and just thinking things to himself in fury. And he thinks, he gets so frustrated that he destroys this, perhaps his last milking machine. I'm assuming it's an important piece of alien tech. He completely explodes it. Uh, Dee Dee comes in and says, I heard a nicotine fits before, but this is ridiculous. Can the jokes, Deirdre? I'm in no Which is, laughing mood. Like, it's clearly a punchline he might have heard on Cheers or something, but you have to have somebody that smokes yeah, to use that on. It's pretty like, important. There's no setup for that. She comes in and uses the setup for a smoking joke for like when a, when a smoker is grumpy. <laughs> and, uh, on a, on an alien roller skater who has just destroyed his man milking machine. Yeah, I've heard of because withdrawal of before. <laughs> uh, so she asks how the how the the kid is doing, uh, the the overdosing teen, and he says the doctor tells me she's been doing drugs for four years. So I guess she wasn't that clean cut. Yeah, too clean cut for this. He laments, and I want to say here. Uh, these are very clearly supposed to be teenagers, right? This whole crew is supposed to be like, I want to say 19. Seems right. Yeah. Uh, he laments, what the hell is happening with these kids today? And she says, I don't know, hon. I've been trying to answer that question for quite some time. Like, like 60 year old grandparents. Also, also his, both of their faces. <laughs> his face in this for this panel and just this panel alone, his face transforms into Walter Koenig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's shit, a little Walter right. Koenig. It's also kind of a sad orangutan. A little like, bit, uh, a little bit of Marlon Brando in there too. <laughs> Marlon Brando, uh, orangutan. Uh, she starts to tell him the cops are doing something. He loses his goddamn mind and says, "That's a laugh." Those bozos will let anybody go. Uh, there's, they're all dirty. And then clenches his fist and says, I'm just going to read the whole bubble. He clenches his fist and says, this is the reason why Karkin created us. To fight for truth, justice, and the American way. And if that means fighting every elected official in the country, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> to be continued. That's the last panel. No, it won't. Yes. Absolutely will not. Uh, Holy cow. So, okay, well, there's still a little bit wrong more. with that. <laughs> there's a few things wrong with that, and the first is uh, that is not why Karkin created you. He also didn't create you. Uh, he gave you some superpowered suits. Uh, he th then told you to fight the decaying planet, not to fight for fight drugs and <laughs> the honor of America. And also, 
goddamn what a tragedy this was not continued because the next issue surely must be about this invincible roller dancing teenage troupe beating the holy shit out of every single mayor in the country. <laughs> Just going around and fucking roller Bring us stomping. your mayor! Roller stomping on the mayor. I don't care. It is a dog. Your small town elected a dog because you thought it would be cute. We're going to roller stomp Today your dog. your mayor dog dies. <laughs> it's just, that's what the Today rest of this comic is going to be. the vulture's prey. <laughs> Turn on the boombox. I can't fight without my music. It's just really beating the Christ out of a lot of school superintendents. <laughs> so that's it. That's, that's fucking roller coasters. That was the last issue that ever was. Uh, so we have to assume it was about uh, the rest of the series was going to be about to these roller dancing teens just killing congressmen over and Man, over again. I hope so. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! It's a podcast canals! Und mit maximalem Schau! Doc Frankfurt Podcast? Correct! Yeah! The craft is nitrat is nit ohne! Schick die in the Hundesau! Fio eine Stunde! Kopf schon! Du kennst die Nummer! It's Hot Dog Junction, America's last comedy, children's variety, trivia, hee-haw laughing for Christ. Now here's Rob and Marky. Thanks, Yodel and Julius. I'm Rob, and my friend Marky here wants to tell you all about the supremest cats this side of Job 410. Take it away, Marky. Aaron Crofton, Adrian H, Aaron Roy. Alpha size Java. Alpha size Alpha. Alpha scientist Java. Yeah. Andy. Arando Nava. It's Benjamin Cyrannan. Brandon Garlar. Brian Sailor. Marito. Cyril. Clementine Danger? Yeah, that's Clementine Danger. Reglamoy! Fires! Candy! Darren the Rocks are free! David Shaw! Dean Costello! Griffin! Dusty's Red Tile! Eric Rian! Everything! Fancy Shark! Oh, I'm doing really good! Gareth! Jelloho! Greg Cunningham! Hamron! Harappa! Fire-Hanglover! 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 Hello? Uh, Harvey Penguini. Harvey Penguini. Hot Fart! Hulk! I know what I got this one! Jaber Al Aiden. Yeah, okay. James Lloyd. Jeff Arasky. Jeff Salter. John Dean. John McCann. John Inca. Joseph Charles. Josh Piss. Joshua Green. Ken Faisley. 
Jim, Ernie Fat Weasel, and Johnny Shuffle. And Johnny Shuffle. That's good enough. That's Riley. That's Riley. Mark Riley. Ricky Lewin. Mark Styles. Those are really hard. Okay, just come on some Love you. Indeed. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Rick 104. Nick Wilson. Ozzy Bowling. Patrick Hurts. Patrick Hurts. Patrick Hurts. Yeah, I know. Everybody knows I'm trying to say Hurts, okay? Rachel. Brian Sparkowski. Sean Chase. Scotty Reception. Silver Dot. Brandon. Edit. Cash Cashoff. Cash. Thomas Cashoff. I can't. Don't, 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 don't you say a word. Oh, I got this. Cash Cashoff. Thomas, alright. Thomas Kavatsos. Okay. Charlie. Toastigal. Charlie G. Leland Russell. Yanis Ionitis. Yosarian. And last but not least, Vintover. 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 Okay, okay, hold on. I'm gonna take it to heart. Vintover. I'm just gonna do it fast, real fast. Vintover. I'm gonna help. Vintover. Fuck this, I'm gonna go eat some kids. <laughs>